sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Friends, grace to you in peace from the one who comes down to be with us in peace, from the one who forgives us in peace, from the one who shows us the way in peace, the one who calls us out in peace, and the one who loves us unconditionally and in peace. Amen. The weather's been crazy this week, hasn't it? Rain last Sunday and Monday, then it got all windy, then it was blue skies, then it was really cold, and uh, some rain again now. (laughs) I can't figure it out anymore. And that's a lot like this life. Don't know what's coming. The patterns that were once familiar and somewhat predictable all seem to be changing and unknown. Everything and everyone is on edge, too. Not sure how people will react. I've had a few instances recently. I'm not going to go into it. But I said or did something and was expecting one response and got something totally different. I mean, like the weather. Didn't see it coming. Is there anything that we can rely on to go as planned these days? Is there anyone who we absolutely know will come through for us? Now, There might very well, and thanks be to God if there are, be people in our lives who we can trust and and we would expect to come through, but sometimes circumstances beyond their control and ours take over. Illnesses, car accidents, changes in status, job or address or family, and suddenly even the ones we thought were there are no longer. Many of us are struggling with that in this season, maybe for the first time. Hey, thanks for this upbeat Christmas Eve service here, Pastor. (laughs) Why are you saying all this? I think that no matter where you are in life, friends, no matter where you are in life, no matter where you are tonight, we can all relate to uncertainty about the future. The fear of things changing quickly and out of our control and the pain of loss and grief. I think everyone can relate to those things. And that, again, is where the characters in our Christmas story were, too. Many of you know I always like to focus on the shepherds at Christmas. I think the story is really about the shepherds and their experience. This, this little clip that we've taken, this traditional, beautiful clip that we've taken from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter. It's about the shepherds. The shepherds certainly knew change at a dramatic pace, uncertainty, poverty, depression. I mean, they were shepherds. Sheep are dumb. I believe they were grazing their sheep on land, on property that wasn't theirs, so they were unwanted. I believe they stunk, and they might have been drunk. I believe they were probably at the end of their rope. Those particular shepherds that were in the story, they didn't even get to work the day shift, you know? 
They had to be out in the cold, dark, dangerous, hopeless night. So yeah, they were definitely in that category with us of uncertainty about the future, fear about things changing uncontrollably, like the weather these days, and the pain of loss. But you know, Mary and Joseph were also. That journey that Mary and Joseph took from Nazareth to Bethlehem was a rocky road, literally. We imagine that Mary rode the donkey. I mean, that's what a lot of the art shows us. But the Bible, the text actually doesn't say that. She could have also been walking, nine months pregnant. Either way, it was not comfortable. And I bet you can imagine the sores on both Mary and Joseph's feet from that long journey. Some of you know firsthand and far better than I the aches and the pains of pregnancy, especially at that late stage. And that's just the beginning of all of the anxiety, the fear, the pain, the uncertainty, right? Joseph knew for a fact that he wasn't the father of this baby that she's carrying. That means a lot of complicated things these days. Not knowing who the father is of, the, of, the, of your partner, but, but knowing that it's not you. But then add to that the absolute social exclusion. The public shame that happens, the religious condemnation, even threats of death. And all he's going on. <laughs> In Luke's gospel, all he's going on is what Mary told him. In Luke's gospel, the angel doesn't visit Joseph. That's Matthew's gospel. It was written in a different time, a different place. So if we just stick with this text in the gospel of Luke, all Matthew, all Joseph's got here is what Mary told him. How would you respond if your significant other told you, Honey, an angel spoke to me the other night. Don't worry. It will all be okay. I'm having a baby. It's not yours. But it'll be okay. What? <laughs> Can you imagine? That's Joseph. And, oh, Mary. You know, history and hymnody and tradition likes to turn Mary meek and mild. But I think she was a boss. <laughs> I think she was assertive. And I'm not trying to be creative here or do something different for this Christmas Eve. I think that the song that she sings in Luke chapter 1, that's another sermon for another time. We actually heard that this morning. But suffice to say, she was tough. An eight on the Enneagram, if that means anything to you. In other words, an advocate, a challenger to the system. Someone who wasn't afraid to take you or anyone else on. A mama bear, Mother Mary, the mama bear. A lot of men would probably not like her because, quote, Women are supposed to be submissive, especially in that time. Her character and her position, her role in the book of Luke sets the tone. Joseph perhaps was meek and mild, but Mary, watch out world. Flipping tables. This is the mother of the one who flipped the tables. Still, however, her feet hurt. Her body was sore. 
Her sense of security was all thrown for a loop, to put it mildly. Her life was in danger, so was her baby's. The fatigue and frustration gets to even the strongest among us, doesn't it? Everyone has their breaking point. And this is the cast of characters who are there in this timeless Christmas pageant. <laughs> it is into that place, friends. It is into that state of mind, into that heightened sense of anxiety and insecurity, into that depression and desperation, into that anger, into that pain and fear and loss that God chooses to appear. Hope springs in tiny, poor little baby ways. Hope springs. Not in grand and glorious and triumphalist like Caesar Augustus ways, but among the stench of sheep. Christmas is for those who are sad. It really is. That's who it's for, for those who are afraid, for those who are feeling lost and alone and hopeless. Now, I have to confess something. I have to confess that I get pretty upset internally every year at this time because I feel like Christmas has been co-opted by those who are especially happy. And I feel like Christmas gets taken away, even if unintentionally. I feel like it gets taken away from precisely those for whom it's intended first. It's like someone stealing a gift that was handmade, handcrafted, specifically for you. And then someone else just swoops in and says, that's really cool. I think I'll have it. <laughs> and just takes it. If you are rich, and I don't mean with monetary wealth necessarily, but that's got something to do with it sometimes, or a lot of times. I mean if you're rich in spirit, and having financial security helps with that. It does. We can't deny that. If you are rich in spirit, if your spirits are up, and financial wealth can add to that, but if your spirits are up, if life is indeed merry and bright, know that the announcement doesn't come to you first, friend. And that's okay. But know that the announcement doesn't come to you first. Don't get me wrong. There's certainly a good word here for everyone because Christ is, of course, for all. Absolutely. But let this be a moment, this Christmas Eve, be a moment of transformation. If you are all merry and bright, if you are rich in spirit, this time at the manger of Jesus, as we sing and warm ourselves by the fire of God's presence, grace, and unconditional love, may that spark an awakening to God's vision for this whole world of turning now, a transformation of turning now to share the goodness that you have and know and trust and celebrate tonight. That your up spirit 
is meant for service to a world that is so hurting. That's the whole purpose. If you are rich, for God's sake, use it for good. Use it to fight for justice in this world for everyone. Use it to cry out like Mother Bear Mary for equality, for freedom, for release to the captives, for new ways of seeing and understanding, for systems that include everyone. All that stuff that Jesus goes on to preach later in Luke. And if you are poor, and I don't just mean financially, I mean poor in spirit too. If you are poor, know that this message is first for you. Handcrafted and handed specifically to you this night. This is Mary's song, not mine. This is the shepherd's night, not the haves night. In the deepest shadows of our existence, in the most difficult of times, in the coldest of nights, comes the hope, love divine, born in broken Bethlehem. And that means joy to the whole world. Joy to all those who dwell in fear and pain and grief and anger and loneliness and poverty and sickness and despair. Joy. Christ is for you first, friend. And no one can co-opt that peace that passes all human understanding. Christ is yours. This grace right in the midst of the unpredictability. Christ is yours. Even if you didn't see it coming, Christ is yours. Even if you're still afraid or unsure for many good reasons, Christ is yours tonight and always, promising you grace, embracing you now, filling you, to go and tell and love and share and be at peace. Amen. On behalf of all of us at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now, and remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. The Evangelical, that was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, the- start over. <laughs> okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy?
Yeah. Good at it.